0: Welcome to my fourth podcast. I'm sitting on the lawns with the castle behind. It's an amazing summer's day. The trees are in full leaf, there's a gentle breeze. You may occasionally hear some planes flying overhead, but that's because Highclere Castle's on quite a high chalk escarpment for this part of the country anyway. And it's a bit of a beacon and a landway as they fly overhead. And occasionally we get some helicopters, sometimes army helicopters, so they're particularly noisy if they come over the top of this conversation. And today I have as my guest an amazing lady, Called Pat with us. Pat, thank you for coming on as my guest today. You have been at the castle far longer than I. I'm a complete newbie by comparison. So do you want firstly to tell everybody how long you've been working here? Not asking you your age. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs>
1: We came here, or well, my father and I came here in 1960, the end part of April. Crikey. 1960.
0: So that's 60 years ago. Yes. As a, you're still a wee wee young lass working hard now, but you were. Then. I was a wee
1: young lass then. Yes. <laughs> you rode
0: a motorbike, I gather, too. Yes. Yes. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. That was after my father died, because sadly he died in 1964. Wow. And I carried on. They allowed me to carry on contracting. So, after what that. do you do
0: here, Pat? Tell us. What
1: Painter saying. and decorator.
0: And what's quite fun for me is when we discuss another room that we're going to be doing up, you can tell me what it was like and probably would have been like from the time of the Second World War forwards, because that's what we're working with. So, your knowledge and history experience is just a complete treasure.
1: There's still quite a lot of rooms that still have never ever been decorated since I've been here.
0: Crikey. Well, I know I've still got my work cut (laughs) out, but we have been pedalling quite hard, haven't we?
1: Very, very hard indeed. We've got through a lot.
0: So what was your first job interview like? How did you get a job here?
1: To be quite honest, we used to live down at Ivory at the time, which is a part of the estate. And Miss Stubbings was the agent, and I was going out one night on my motorbike, and up the road came Miss Stubbings in her car. And in my mirror, I saw that she was stopping outside of our place. And my first thought was my dog, because she dressed exactly like I did with a gabardine mac on. Now, I had an Alsatian cross of Labrador, and his favorite thing when he came to greet me was feet up, paws either side, and look you straight in the eye. Well, I turned round, but I didn't quite make it. My mother opened up the door, and of course the dog come out straight up Miss dubbins, And my first thought was, I don't know what she wanted, but she won't want nothing now. But yes, she came to ask, would we consider coming to have a look, painting the exterior of Highclere Castle?
0: The windows, you mean? Yes, say. the windows, yes, <laughs>
1: sorry. Um, but yes, well, I'd only ever seen it a couple of times in all the years we'd lived around here. So we had a meeting with her and her first reaction was, Now don't panic because the windows open inwards. So you can maybe bend. Our father and I looked and we thought, oh yes. But what we didn't realize is that the little windows do not open at all. But we came and hence, as I just said, still here now.
0: It has been amazing and you're still painting the windows aren't you? I know yes. Which is quite funny and we need to tackle some of the windows on the south facing side which is extraordinary.
1: Some of them I've painted three times and some of them i painted four times <laughs> so yes.
0: But we've now got a consistent colourways haven't we because one of the things I did was try to create files mind you I often lose them so that there's a standard colour way of what we paint, yes. both the doors inside and the, um, the, the covings and the frames and then the windows outside, so yep. there's a, um, a standard colour scheme which makes it easier, doesn't it? It right makes it
1: a lot, lot easier because over the years they have changed two or three times. This
0: is my accountancy background, Pat, make a list. <laughs> yes, <this laughs> so is it. We've done that. So you obviously worked at that point for the 6th Earl of Carnarvon, so did you, did you get to know him a little bit?
1: Yes, got to know his lordship quite well. He was a great gentleman, let's put it that way. All three Lord Carnarvons have all been different, all lovely in their own ways. The present one, I've known him since he was born, so yes, a bit different.
0: But the sixth Earl, Geordie's grandfather, was, was quite a man. He certainly enjoyed life, didn't he?
1: Oh yes, definitely, Yes.
0: And I gather it was a fairly more um, kind of rough and ready approach to painting rooms because when I began to look round, many of the rooms here were painted either cream or green and so you simply picked the colour schemes or with Miss Stubbings so That's right, everything
1: on of... the outside was cream and the dark green which you still we've got now called holly and some of the places and everything still got a part of the holly on them now
0: but in the inside of the castle you were all painting some things. of those rooms which yeah were interesting. some
1: of those they were all cream and brown
0: it was quite a color scheme and actually some of the bedrooms were and some of the bathrooms were this green color it's a real 1960s 70s color it has been absolutely lovely i love green but perhaps not that shiny shade of it it has been lovely to to work through some of them bringing them Back, I think, to the life and glory of, of slightly and earlier days be, before yes. the Second World War, yes. I think I'm saying. Yeah. After the sixth Earl sadly died, you then continued painting inside and out for the seventh Earl, my father-in-law, and Tini, my mother-in-law, Lady Kinelvin. yes. And I think they had a different colour scheme, didn't they?
1: Very, very different again. Some of them, the colours and everything, were going back like it used to be, but then other ones and everything were going far off it and she had two different interior designers at the time
0: so that was sort of interesting and I know my father-in-law started painting some of the doors outside a dark blue that's great and his grandfather had gone with a dark green yes and then I chose neither of those colors do you remember I painted one door about 16 different colors I know and everybody would start you you painted them actually it wasn't (laughs) me who did it and then that was Keith's door of his shed in order to try to choose a colour and then stay with it. And I remember we'd just chosen one, which was called Wheelbarrow, and it was a glorious colour. And then I said, Pat, that's it. My husband likes it as well, I like it, and I think it looks beautiful against the amazing brickwork we have. You went to get it, and guess what?
1: It had gone out.
0: (laughs) So then you had to go to your lovely... Friend, yeah, and get her to match it, and it's now called Pat's Doors,
1: isn't it? That's, so that's correct. The reference. Because nobody else has got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely bluey-grey colour because some of the bricks round the courtyard have that tint in. It. I think it's just
1: it picks it out. Lovely, it really
0: picks it up. We have had some adventures. Oh yes, my goodness, definitely have. So after my father-in-law died, I remember sort of meeting you, but I was such a newbie. I didn't really know my way around at all, did I? And. I met this amazing lady, you, who knew everything,
1: and we've carried on from there. You nicknamed me the Oracle. Oh, did I? Yes. (laughs) Want to know anything,
0: ask the Oracle. Ask the
1: Oracle. (laughs)
0: That was true. And we have had some adventures, because I'm sort of trying to always highlight some of the beautiful brickwork and the very structure of the building. Do you remember, because I, I think it was the sixth Earl, and probably yourself, who painted the castle courtyard that shiny cream... Was that right? Um,
1: that's correct.
0: And then I knew that underneath it was some glorious bricks from far earlier centuries. Yep. And then we were practising how we could take it back to the bricks. And I'd asked you to kindly put a platform up and try it, whether we used water or whether there was a peel or whatever yep. against that
1: wall there. Do you remember that? Yes, I can remember. And yes. then what happened, Pat? We turned and we took some of it off with different ways, as you just said. Then the next thing was, have a go at sandblasting it. You got a firm in then to try and sandblast it. Trouble was it took half the brickwork away. Yes. So then it was no we're going to try a thing called peel away.
0: well you tried water first, didn't you, yes,
1: on this one, but that- on the end
0: one you did, and then and then, as you were making this extraordinary mess going round the corner, my husband, because he's sometimes on a need to know basis yes <laughs> it's we know that <laughs> he didn't know that at all, and he heard this immense noise, and he came storming out of his office, yes, and asked you what you were doing, you were supposed to be titivating and patching in the old cream. I remember you calling me, and you said, Lady Carnarvon, and I take it you haven't told your husband yet. And I said, no, has he found out? And you said, yes. yes. I said, where are you? So said, I'm hiding behind a wall. <laughs> How's he taking it? Not
1: very well. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite true. It was very funny, and wasn't I thought, it? no, I'm in big trouble here.
0: <laughs> it was unfair of me. And then I remember him saying, because we did one side, and he said, just stop this, stop this. And he was then actually catching a plane to go and stay with friends in Scotland. And I couldn't go because it was, it was um, something to do with Eddie's school and things like that. And as he left his office at 12 noon, we had the scaffolding up by 2pm, and up we went, so by the time he came he back... you up
1: on the top with a scraper having a bit of peel? I loved it. And every time I turned rain, hang on a minute, she's gone to another part. It's not where we were.
0: <laughs> but it's amazing yeah. what we've done here, Pat. This is I'm it. so yeah. proud.
1: Yeah.
0: This is extraordinary. And the brick courtyard at the back of the castle, I mean, that's underneath some of those buildings. And in fact, the tarmac is a much older part of the castle. Yeah. But you were here when the castle first opened. And you were here on that very first
1: day, weren't you? Yes, I was here <laughs> the evening when they had the big party and what was the big party like that was I didn't want I'm not that kind of person Lord and Lady Canaveral kept on would we come it was so the bees do so no that's not I'm one of the Indians and I'm not one of the bosses but anyhow in the end yes we came but we came in via the back door we were in the drawing room and I looked through I'd gone in with Mike my husband Uh, Stan Bosley which was furniture restorer and Mr Jones which is a gilder and I looked through and I thought I'm seeing things and I said to Stan I said I don't like this so Stan looked and I said it's the Queen and she's coming our way (laughs) with that Stan had taken my handbag out from underneath my arm and I still don't know how he didn't break any of the valuable plates behind me but they both—they all came our way, the complete party. His Lordship, Her Majesty, Lady Carnarvon, and the rest of the family. I froze. <laughs> I told you I don't like this sort of thing, and I didn't. And they were there, and his Lordship said, this is Pat, she's responsible for all the decorating. And there's Lady Carnarvon standing behind, it's gonna be all right, Pat, it's gonna be all right. It will be all right, honestly. With that, his Lordship said, well, we'll just move on for a moment. Moved on to Stan Bosley and then after that, Mr Jones, and then came back. Well, by then I'd composed myself, after Richard Morris and one or two others taking the mickey, as you can quite well imagine, me freezing. And her turn. she said, I understand you've painted the castle for a little while and you've done the outside before. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I did it with my father in 1960. Hmm, she said, this is the second time round. You're bound to do the third time without thinking, I just looked at his lordship and looked back and said, I don't know about that, ma'am. I could be with a Zimmer frame by then if they leave it as long. And his lordship said, that could be arranged back. And I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> they turned around and looked at my husband and said, this is Mike. No matter what we want done, we just call out Mike and he always comes. <laughs> so, yes, brilliant. It was
0: amazing, wasn't it, Pat? Yeah. A great opening. And then... From there that was I think nineteen eighty eight when the castle yes. first opened. Yep. There were long queues at that point. I know, down the drive and they just discovered some of the um Egyptian treasures in the basement and they were in the music room and it was front page news and Heinclear's yep. been a, a lucky house I hope and continues to be so. And then, of course, sadly, my power-in-law died in, on September the 11th, but yeah. here, nothing to do with the World Trade Center, obviously, but it was a desperately sad day. And then Geordie and I took up our stewardship or tenureship for our lifetime. And you and I have continued on, but we've gone at quite a rate, haven't we? <laughs> yes,
1: because one of the first things was when you decided you were going to do the sellers with the Egyptology.
0: You're right. You
1: st- I just said, we're going to ease down a bit, my lady. Well, I've got a little project. It's only a little one I want you involved in. Seven sellers later, we came out the other end. <laughs> and there's you standing there, like you are now, <laughs> laughing and saying, "Sirs, you're right. You won't tell me you are ease down again, will you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then do you remember... That that was an amazing project, but I think you were bored of grey paint because so much of the background was grey paint wasn't it? Was, it? To yes. give the sense of being in a tomb That's and it. going downstairs and and to set off all the stories about the discovery of Tutankhamun. Yeah. So, I do remember it's a long project. I lived down in those cellars for ages. So did we all? <laughs> you all actually, you're right. But I was down there in the evenings yes. sometimes. Yeah. And where there weren't that that much electricity and I could hear everybody from their footsteps yes. and I could always hear Les coming because he had the tap of his stick That's right. and I could sort of tell who it was and sometimes I couldn't quite make out who was coming and so then you imagine all these not such good imaginings no. actually but, and then of course it was like Duncan and my husband so it was fine but it was an amazing time and it's been such a success Pat I'm yeah. so grateful to you it's yeah. been extraordinary <laughs> and then do you remember we painted the red stairs I mean I don't think they'd been painted since Victorian times they
1: hadn't the top part as you so rightly said when we got up there because we'd never ever been up on the scaffolding and all right right up there and it was 18 something when that was last done golly because that was on the ceiling oh really yeah we found it and and told everybody then this has not been painted I can't quite remember but I know it was 18 something it
0: might have been about 1855 or something I don't it was after that and and I remember Richard Morris who was our agent at the time the most glorious man and He um, said, why are you painting the staircase? And I said, because it's part of the heart of the house, Richard, you see. That's right. And I'd found an inexpensive carpet and a rug. And he said, why yep. are you buying that? I said, because it's the heart of the castle, Richard. Yep. And it's become such a beautiful staircase again.
1: Well, people can now walk up it and their eyes automatically go right up. I know. Whereas before it was so dark and dingy.
0: And there's lighting properly yes. everywhere, isn't there? Yep. And My goodness, there was a lot of paint on that staircase. Oh, yes, there was. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> wish I had chairs and a paint company. But <laughs> yes. We've sort of moved our way around. And I do remember we've done a lot of the bedrooms yes. and a lot of them have been in Downton Abbey. So that's been amazing. And I've again tried to keep records. So sometimes when the donor, the set design on Downton Abbey wanted to recreate a corner back in Ealing to finish something off, right. at least we had the records to share of what we'd used. But one of my most memorable moments was when you and I were standing on the top floor, Pat. Yes and we were standing underneath, on the top floor underneath where two staircases begin to lead up to the tower. Yes. And we'd done canning bedroom. That's right, yeah. And we were just looking up, and I just remember nearly wanting to cry because I wasn't sure I'd ever get this far. No. And, And we have got that far.
1: I looked at you and I thought you were about to cry too. It's the only time I'd ever remember anybody doing it. They put their arm on my shoulder and said, we're going up there meaning up the terrace staircase and I looked at you and I said yeah yeah no we are going up there and I thought oh my god she means it (laughs) and that was it that was the start. Then the staircase was done with that gorgeous wallpaper.
0: It is the most—it's a hand-blocked wallpaper, which again, was smuggled in without necessarily mentioning it to my husband. As usual. Again,
1: it was a oh. hide in the corner when you saw his lordship coming, because he didn't know anything about it at all. Of oh course, you ran down the stairs. Didn't I know. You? He came one way, and I went the other. <laughs> you,
0: you, you were completely shameless. You saw him coming. He hadn't known about this project for three or four months, and you—you you saw him coming up the red stairs, yes, and I saw you. And
1: in, I thought, ah, i Lady Carnarvon, you can have this one, not me
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you started beating down and you'd forgotten something without a without a <laughs> shadow of a doubt. It was amazing, but again it's brought back so much of it's the made it castle gorgeous it up has, there. hasn't it? Yes. And I hope in the end, when I again have some money, which sadly won't be for a while, to continue up there and I want to create a homage to the architect Charles Barry as you know there's so many rooms he created the Houses of Parliament there's so much knowledge pictures painting sketches of his to share and I thought it'd be such an interesting tour for visitors and I think the last room on the top floor we've gone along and we've skipped a few rooms because there are so blooming many of them aren't there and we've gone into a room which I had a brainwave about facing
1: east called Orient. So
0: that's a lovely room.
1: That was gorgeous. I love the colours of it. They blend well together.
0: Because I want to write a book about the fifth earl of Carnarvon who discovered Tutankhamun, and I can never find anything. I'm always losing everything, actually.
1: That's going to be his room.
0: And that's going to be the room for everything to do with the fifth earl and Egyptology, and it's this most amazing colour. And I work with an amazing girlfriend called Sarah Morris, who's a proper interior decorator who makes swift decisions and backs me up 100% and I wanted a colour of the sand of Egypt, of that rich golden colour which I imagine and she came up with a colour called papyrus and we put it on the wall and oh, my it god it was perfect.
1: It was absolutely.
0: You've done an amazing job in there and I've actually got some, I've framed some of the old maps and there they so can come back at some point. Yeah. It's quite amusing in some ways. I feel as if every single plane, little plane in Southeast England, is flying over <laughs> Highclere. But it's because we've been in lockdown. It's a beautiful day, and I think they want to escape and explore the skies. But yeah. apart from the skies, there's something else which flies, which is very important to you and I, and that's the bees. Because you and your husband might keep bees, don't yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Like and they're bees. all around the estate, and we have wildflower meadows and we plant consciously with what can help the bees here and to give them longevity when they're collecting all their nectar and you have some marvelous hives which we sort of move around a little bit and you produce honey for our gift shop that's correct yeah <laughs> so when did you when did you and mike first start keeping hives
1: well mike believe it or not kept them the school teacher started him off right so that's many many years ago he was about 14 at the time and when he left school, the master actually gave him his very, very first hive. And I have got it out on the lawn because I have got four old-fashioned hives. And I do mean old-fashioned, right the way from a telescopic on up through. Um, and that was one that he actually gave him. Been repaired and everything a few times, as you can imagine. Um, because nowadays, you wouldn't have that sort of hive because it would take too much to try and keep lifting it. And with that one, the name says itself, telescopic. You turn it up one way, and then when you want to put the honey crates on, you turn the whole complete lot the other way around, and it builds itself up. So, again, nowadays, the modern hives, you just lift off the one lot, and you've got the brood and the supers, and everything all on, sort of in the boxes.
0: And how are the bees doing this year?
1: This year, thank goodness, a lot, lot better. Last year was a diabolical one. In so many places and everything, they've been having what everybody calls disappearing bees. You go there one day and you've got bees in your hive. You go there the next day and there's nothing. The only thing is this year, what is happening is there are so many swarms around. Everybody's bees have just gone haywire. Again, I think a lot of it to do with the lockdown because people are not able to get to their bees quite so easily because of the lockdown. It's causing bees and everything to sort of swarm. It's the only thing that we can all think of. But, again, it helps a lot of the bees and everything back because one beekeeper that we know lost biggest part of all his last winter, started off with the disappearing ones. And then with the winter that we had, especially even coming into this year, the January and February, all the water, rain, everything around, the bees and everything just can't take it. But I think a lot of countries abroad have got a lot worse off than where we are for bees. I was listening to one programme the other night and I think I'm right in saying it was out in the States. The man had got a lorry load of hives and when he went there there wasn't any bees there at all.
0: Goodness me. I mean I think we think we can control it all, can't we? Yeah, and I think but you can't. perhaps the last few months have illustrated it. It's actually it's not ours to control Pat, no, it's, it's ours not. to respect no. and look after. Yeah. And I don't think you can move hives around. I think in a large where I gather some t- some places they put them on lorries and drive them cross country I think that's not what it is a bees well, they, like us like a home. They <laughs>
1: do that for the pollination of yes. down in like in this country in Kent and everything for the um, apple trees and all that sort of thing then they move them on to the next to rape and all that sort of thing and then later on in the year thank goodness we're here and you get all the lime and all the tree Ones around here.
0: But does that work, or are they not better left amongst the upper blossom all year?
1: Then you've got to have an awful lot of hives and everything to do it with. A right. friend of ours, he's down just the other side of Andover. Now, this year they've had an awful lot of rape. Now, bearing in mind, been locked down and everything, he's taken over 500 pounds of rape honey because all around that area it was absolutely yellow. Now, as he said, okay, now unless the farmers have got beans and everything all coming on. There won't be so much not his way. It'll all be our way.
0: Well, we've, we've got, got the beans. T- <laughs> yes, yeah, because we've got the trees and everything as well. We have. Yeah. And the lime flowers are produce the most amazing honey, it's, I think. It, Absolutely lovely.
1: It is a very, very good honey. There's only one honey I think I've ever had, which I would say better than that. We had the hives down in St Marybourne, which is only the next village over sort of thing. And you've got the watercress down there. Oh. And this is going back quite a few years and they had one of their beds down there they left to go to bloom. And the the bloom on that, and when the honey came, you could read. And you can say, if you're judging honey, you can read a newspaper through it. You've got a good honey. This, you could really see every single word, everything. It's the lightest colour honey and the clearest I've ever seen.
0: Pat, why don't I plant some watercress down by Live Arch
1: Bridge? That's brilliant. Wouldn't it because, be fun? Yeah.
0: Let's do yeah. that. Let's create some different honeys. Let's that's let's got a taste of its it own. That it really has,
1: did. but every lot is got a different taste, mm. and that's the beauty of it.
0: Wherever I travel, whenever I go for breakfast, I always love a little bit of toast with a little bit of honey yeah. on. From wherever I locally am, because it's supposed to be so good for you and protect you from the pollens and everything. That's else, right, especially for breathing. hay fever
1: and everything. If you've got the honey from around your area where you're living and you've got the hay fever, that's the best that there is for you.
0: I don't know whether you know, but there's the Anglo Saxon Charter, which relates to Highclere, has named many of the paths. You know, there's the old Wayfarer's Walk. Yes. And then part of the marking of the bounds of Highclere then goes down Hunnigweg, as it's called. So there were always hives of bees here, and they were always regarded as very precious and very important. So there have been bees here recorded for at least 1,200 years yeah. I'm sure before that actually because the people have lived here for such a long time and honey and bees have been a part of it, haven't
1: they? Yes, they always have. Yes.
0: We had amazing apple blossom this year and I so hope some of that might have been visited by bees. I looked at so ours beautiful.
1: in the garden. I've never ever seen our trees have so many, at the moment, small apples on it. They're gonna to have to be thinned out because wow. they are loaded. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking
0: I might try and make apple juice this year because I had too much last year. Oh, yes. Might get ahead with that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Pat, we've worked together, I don't know, for 20 odd years now, all of which has been a complete joy for me, anyway. <laughs> well, it is
1: likewise. We've had some good laughs. We've had yep. so
0: many laughs yep. from fish and chips on Fridays. Yes. Very important. And we haven't
1: had any of them this year at all. My
0: goodness. Well, I think when well, we can get going and. Yep begin to paint the room next to Orient which I think we might paint rather than wallpaper yep. because it would be a less expensive option that's well, true now. Yes. Yep. but I think we then need to have a yep. fish and ship Friday so I'm going to look forward to that and I can't thank you enough for joining me today that's all right.
1: you're more than welcome thank a you, Pat.
0: <laughs> wonderful If any of you've got any questions from this podcast or wonder further about whatever we've talked about, please do email in. We've set up an email address called podcast at highclearcastle.co.uk. Or if you also go onto to my blog, which is www.ladycarnarvon.com, you can see that every Monday I post a blog and I also try to answer the comments and some of the comments sometimes refer to other questions as well, which I'm delighted to answer. So do share your thoughts with us and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.